Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, here today with Dr. Rosalind Clark, and it's day 866 since we came back on the air. Dr. Clark, do you want to give the big news, or should I do it? You're clearly very excited about it. Why don't you go ahead? Okay, thanks. Listeners, we did it. The windmill is back up. The normal power station is operational. Again, thanks to the wonderful folks with Chrysler, we'll have some form of electricity again. Okay. Now tell them the bad news. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, a lot of the batteries got damaged from being in a storage location that wasn't weatherproof. Um, We had the windmill parts lashed down pretty good, so those were still in reasonably good shape. But the batteries were all too heavy to take anywhere, and so they got beat up by the wind and the salty air and ocean spray where we had them. We tried putting them in this little crevice to keep zombies away from them, and that worked. But the elements really did a number. So we've got maybe one or two that are still in decent shape. What that means, listeners, is that these batteries will only be for emergencies. I know Max is itching to get the ham radio back up and running, but we have other reasons for needing electricity. This is a huge step, but we're not all the way back yet. You know, talking to Mark, or as they call him in the group, Sparky, He was saying that in all the time they've been going around as a group, and even before then, he's never seen anything like this. He said it's a real technological marvel in the world we live in now. He was particularly impressed with how we managed to get it moved from that house's backyard up to the cliff. Yeah, I would imagine stuff like this isn't common. Especially inland, you really need a good solid breeze running almost all the time to make it worthwhile. Not to mention, how many windmills did you used to see? But that's interesting. I should talk with the group before they leave to ask what kind of tech they have seen out there. Maybe we could organize a World's Fair. Well, that would be cool. A celebration of the human spirit. My parents took me to the one in Knoxville in 1982 when I was nine years old. What a great place to take a nine-year-old. A place filled with wonder and excitement about the future. What a great trip that must have been. It was. Although I have to confess I don't remember much about the tech on display. I remember it was about energy, and the big attraction was the sun sphere. But the thing I remember the most was the spinning ride that I wanted off of. Oh? Yeah, it was one of those big things like a Ferris wheel, except it spun a lot faster. It started on its side, and then they'd spin it and really get it going. And then an arm would raise the whole thing up so it would be vertical, and then it would come back down. It was one of my favorite rides at the amusement park that was local to us at the time. They called it the wheelie. But the difference was that at the amusement park, it was all rigidly timed. You spun, you got lifted up, you spun vertically for a set amount of time, and then we were brought back down and the ride was over. At the World's Fair, the ride operator left us in that vertical position for a long time. Kept talking to us over the loudspeaker, asking if we wanted to come down yet, and everybody else kept yelling, no! But by that point, I had had enough. It kind of took the fun out of it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but even though I don't have vivid, specific memories of everything I saw there, I do remember a general feeling of wonder and amazement. I always wanted to go to another one, but they kept having them too far away. And then I realized one day that I hadn't heard of one even being held in a long time. When I went to look it up, I realized that there just hadn't been one in the United States since 1984. But still, they used to be such a big deal. wonder what happened. 
Well, I read a paper about it once, actually. It basically said that World's Fairs, or Expos as they're also called, are still very well attended, but aren't as culturally impactful as they used to be. The Expo was a chance for nations and individuals to show off their innovations and, in some cases, bring in recreations of cultures from parts of the world that weren't often visited. They were filled with novelty and got the imagination going for anybody who was able to go. But then photography and illustration and printing and all got a lot better. National Geographic was published in 1888. Why go to an expo that was miles away to see a recreation of an African village when you could see photos of the real thing in a magazine delivered to your door? Same with technology. Popular science became, well, popular in the 1890s and did the same thing. I'm sure they're still really cool until the zombies rose up. They just weren't as groundbreaking. There might have been other reasons. This is just what the paper covered. Yeah, but maybe, like like you said, we could get them going again. Maybe. We do have other things besides organizing big festivals to think about. But we can talk about it later. Though for now, we're running along. Let's wrap it up. Okay. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Max O'Brien and Dr. Rosalind Clark. Take care of each other.